what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. If any of you today come up after the service and say, Brother James, we're going, we won't come see you this afternoon. Well, come on. Come on out. We'll sit down and we'll, we'll talk. But I'm not showing you everything in my house. Okay. Not that I've got anything to hide, but you ain't got no business back there in my bedroom. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 20. 2 Kings, chapter 20. Move down, if you will, to verse 12. 2 Kings 20, verse 12. At that time, Baradoc Baladon, the son of Baladon, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been sick. And Hezekiah hearkened unto them and showed them all the house of his precious things, the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious ointment and all the house of his armor and all that was found in his treasuries. There was nothing in his house, nor in all of his dominion, that Hezekiah showed them not. Then came Isaiah the prophet unto the king, Hezekiah, and said unto him, What said these men? And from whence came they unto thee? And Hezekiah said, They are come from a far country, even from Babylon. And he said, What have these men seen in thine house? And Hezekiah answered and said, All the things that are in mine house have they seen. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not showed them. And I want to stop right there and use for subject this morning the question that Isaiah asked. What have they seen in thine house? The Bible tells us that Hezekiah was sick unto death. And the Lord sent Isaiah the prophet unto him. Tell Hezekiah to set his house in order. That he's going to die and not live. Upon hearing those words, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and began to pray to God. And as the hot tears rolled down his cheeks, Isaiah was on his way out the front door. When the Lord spoke to Isaiah's heart and said, Turn around, go back. Tell Hezekiah that I have heard his prayer and I've seen his tears. And tell him that he's going to live, he's not going to die. Tell him that I'm going to add unto him an additional 15 years. And so Isaiah goes back and he tells Hezekiah that which the Lord gave him. 
And you've got to understand this. Hezekiah, within 20 to 30 minutes, he has heard two messages from the Lord that contradict one another. One, you're going to die. Two, you're going to live. Both messages contradicting one another, and, I, and Hezekiah is like, well, which is it? And he said, Isaiah, give, give me a sign. What, is there a sign from God that I'm going to live, that I'm going to be healed? And Isaiah said, this is the sign that the Lord will give unto thee. Second Kings 20, verse 9, he said, shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or go back 10 degrees? He gave Hezekiah a choice. And Hezekiah is thinking about this thing. He said it's a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. Nay, he said, but let the shadow go back 10 degrees. Both of these would have been a miracle to Make the shadow go down 10 degrees, all the Lord had to do was speed up the rotation of the earth. To make it go back 10 degrees, now that's a different thing. The Lord would have to stop the rotation of the earth, spin it backwards, stop it again, and then spin it back forward again. And Hezekiah said, let the Lord make the shadow go back. 10 degrees. This request of Hezekiah made for a long day. Now, I don't know how much 10 degrees was. I don't know if it was 20 minutes, an hour, or however long it was, but it was just a little bit more time. God gave Hezekiah an additional 15 years. And in this sign, in this miracle that God would perform, he gave Hezekiah a little bit more time. How many of you, under the sound of my voice today, has God given you just a little bit more time? The doctor said that you only had a few months to go, but you're still here. Glory to God. Just a little bit more time. What are you doing with that time that God has given you? You see, the reason I ask this morning is because the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 16, he said we should redeem the time because the days are evil. He went on to say, verse 17, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The will of God is the Word of God. The story of the Bible is the story of the cross. The first words that Jesus uttered as a child that we have recorded in the Scripture, Jesus said, Know ye not, I must be about my Father's business. The last words he uttered upon the cross was, It is finished. In other words, he had finished the will of the Father. That was the will of God for Jesus. Guess what? 
It's the will of God for you and I today. Now, I don't know what the will of God is for your personal life, your walk of life or whatever, but I can say this. For every single human being listening to me today, it is God's will that you deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow him. Glory to God. And just as Jesus Christ took up the cross to save the world, God wants you to take up the cross as well and share Christ with others. What a tremendous opportunity Hezekiah had because the miracle that took place that day was known all over the world. And when the Babylonians found out about its origination... They sent ambassadors down to see Hezekiah because they had heard that he was sick. And what a tremendous opportunity Hezekiah had to testify to these men. But the Bible says, if you'll look there in verse 13, that he hearkened unto them. It should have been the other way around. Those ambassadors from Babylon should have hearkened unto Hezekiah, not Hezekiah hearkening unto them. They had a bigger influence on him than he did on them. And isn't that a perfect picture of the church today? See, the world out here is having a bigger influence on us than we are on them. We're more concerned about what the world out here thinks than we are what the Word of God says. See, we've come to a point in the church today that a couple can shack up and live together without the benefit of marriage, and we don't think anything about it anymore. We let them sing in the choir. We'll let them teach Sunday school. Nothing is said about it. We've come to the point today that homosexuality is not a sin anymore. It's just another lifestyle. And the church has come to the place now that not only have we accepted that, but we've ordained them to stand behind the pulpit and preach. That's the day that we've come to. We want to be accepted by the world out here. Why is that happening? How can that happen to the church? Well, let me show you this. 2 Kings 20, verse 12. The Bible says that they brought Hezekiah a present and that present appealed to his pride and ego an old sin is an easy sin are you getting this they brought him that present and started talking about how good he was and that appealed to his pride and ego let me tell you this church when the world out here speaks well of you when the world out here starts applauding you and giving you awards there's a problem jesus said in john 15 verse 18 if the world hates you you know that it hated me before it hated you if you were of the world the world would love his own but because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. He also said in Luke 6, verse 26, 
Woe unto you when all men speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. When you see the major news networks, ABC, NBC, CBN, NNN, whatever, all of that sin, from time to time they'll have a preacher to come on. And they're applauding that individual. Chances are you're looking at a false prophet. Because the world's going to love his own. But when when they're cussing you, when they're bashing the church left and right, that's when you know you're doing something right. Because the world hates you. The world is your enemy. The world system. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, the Bible says. But they brought Hezekiah a present, and they were talking sweet to him. And the Bible says he led them in the house. Verse 13. He led them in the house. My friend, you better be careful who you let in your house. Did y'all hear what I said? Okay. You better be careful who you let in your house. You see, because we're quick to check the windows and the doors, but what about what's coming in your house through the radio? What about what's coming in your house over television? What about what's coming in your house over the Internet? What about the books your kids are bringing home from school that the government says is okay, but it's full of filth? You better, you better be careful what you let in your house. Hezekiah let them in the house. Church, you better be careful who you let in your house. Church, you better be careful who you let in your pulpit. Church, you better be careful who you got in the back room teaching your kids on Sunday morning. We're living in some perilous times. And let me also say this. Church, you better be careful who you allow to become members in your church. Not everybody that wants to join the church and answers, gives the right answers to all the questions don't mean they're wanting to assimilate and, and to become members in the church. Sometimes they want to come in your church because they want to change things. And they've got an agenda. And these people came to Hezekiah with a present. They were talking sweet to him. And, and, and oh, Hezekiah, we heard you being sick. We hope you're doing better. They couldn't care less about the health of Hezekiah. They were spies. They were up to no good. And God help us today. We got people that want to come into church. It sounds good, looks good. But the end result, they're up to no good. So you better be careful who you let in your house. He let them in. He showed them everything. 2 Kings 20, verse 13. He showed them all that was in the house, the precious things. The silver, the gold, the spices. The precious ointment. All the house of his armor, all that was found in his treasuries. There was nothing in his house nor in all of his dominion that Hezekiah showed them not. Why? I mean, if any of you today come up after the service and say, Brother James, we won't come see you this afternoon. Well, come on. 
come on out, we'll sit down, and we'll, we'll talk. But I'm not showing you everything in my house. Okay, not that I've got anything to hide, but you ain't got no business back there in my bedroom. Hello? Okay. There you go. That's right. Why did Hezekiah have to show them everything? Why couldn't they just go in there and sit down in the den and just talk? Well, I appreciate y'all coming. I appreciate your concern over my health. Why did he have to go in there and show them everything? His armor, his gold, the spices, everything, just everything. Just, just open up everything. Show them everything. Why? He was out to impress them. They didn't appeal to that pride and that ego, and he wanted to impress them. He wanted to show them just how powerful and rich he was. And the sad thing about it is they saw how rich and powerful he was, but they didn't see how rich and powerful God was. Hezekiah should have shown these men the power of God, the riches of God. What a tremendous opportunity this was. I mean, he had a tremendous testimony. He didn't have to preach to them. He didn't have to open up the Bible and give them a bunch of scriptures. All he had to do was just testify. He had a testimony to give. I mean, he could have sat down with them and said, Oh, just let me tell you how we were surrounded by the Assyrians. We were woefully outnumbered. This went on for two years, threatening to kill us. And God sent one angel one night and killed them all, 185,000 of them. We got up the next morning, they were laying all over the ground out there dead. The most powerful nation on the face of the earth had conquered nation after nation, but when they came up to the walls of Jerusalem, when they came up against God Almighty, they fell flat of their face. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you how I was sick unto death. I was about to die. And Isaiah came in and told me I was going to live. And he gave me a sign. Gave me an additional 15 years. Gave me a sign told me that I could choose, let the, let the sundial go forward 10 degrees or let it go back 10 degrees. I told God, let it go back 10 degrees because I want a little bit more time. And God gave me a little bit more time. Oh, let me tell you what the good things the Lord has done for me. How many of you listening to me today, you've got a testimony like that. You were on your last. You were on your deathbed. And God, the Holy Ghost, touched you and brought you back. And you're here today. And you've got a testimony to give. Hezekiah had a testimony to give to them folks. But instead, he sat back and listened to what they had to say. Instead of him opening up his mouth and testifying of all the good things the Lord had done for him. Then came Isaiah the prophet. 2 Kings 20, verse 14. What said these men? Where did they come from? What have they seen in your house? Hezekiah said they've seen everything. 
There's nothing among my treasuries that I've not showed them. These ambassadors from Babylon, they saw everything the world has to offer. They saw a lot of worldly things. They didn't see anything any different than what they had already seen. As the world out here looks at the church, what do they see? Do they see anything any different than what's in the world out here? I mean, the church today has even adopted the same 12-step programs that the world out here uses. Let me tell you this. I believe in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And when you come to Jesus Christ, one step, one step, one stop shopping. Jesus Christ has got everything you need. If you need deliverance today, He can deliver you. If you need salvation today, He can save you. If you need the Holy Ghost, He'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost. If you need healing today, God can heal you. He's one stop shopping. He's got everything you need. We're adopting the ways of the world. They come in the door. We've got Starbucks coffee over here. We've got Krispy Kreme donuts over there. We've even got a, a gym that is stocked with exercise equipment. Same thing the world out here has. When they come in the church, what do they see? What have they seen in your house? See, the church today has become an entertainment center, playing the same kind of music the world out here listens to. No different. What do they see in your house? See, you and I make up the church. Let me bring it down to the individual. When the world out here looks at you, what do they see? Do they see anything different in you from anyone else in the world? What have they seen in your house? I was saved when I was 12 years old. The man that led me to Christ, he was the choir director in a particular church. He was also a teacher of mine in middle school. We went fishing one Saturday and he got his line all tangled up and he started cursing swearing got his line untangled and went back to fishing reached around in his cooler and pulled out a beer popped the top and started drinking it and he he was the choir director in a lo in, in a local church now, let me, let me tell you, I knew at an early age that drinking was wrong. I ain't never seen a can of beer in, in, in my mom and daddy's house. I ain't never seen my daddy hold a cigarette. I ain't never seen my mama hold a cigarette. I ain't never seen either one of them drink. Never been a can of beer in that house. And I knew it was wrong. But here this man was saved and choir director, a leader in the church, using foul language and drinking, cursing. That's what I saw 
in that man's house. But there was a church not too far from here. They were having revival. The Spirit of God was moving. People were getting saved and filled with the Spirit. And it started out one week, but it wound up going on five weeks, I believe it was. And the Spirit of God was moving, and He was invited to go to this particular church. And He went. He went one Sunday night. And the Spirit of God got a hold of Him, and He went up to that altar that night. And something got a hold of him. <laughs> Glory to God. God baptized him in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And when he came to school the next morning, oh, let me tell you, there was something different about his house. There was something in his house. And I saw it. And I wanted it. I mean, he was shouting and praising God and speaking in tongues. I mean, out loud, all the kids, all of us listening to him. Some of my buddies, they were starting to make fun of him. And, but I knew something was different, and I wanted to know what it was. And that afternoon, I found out what he had as he shared the Lord Jesus Christ with me. I stand here before you saved today because of what I saw in that man's house. What have they seen in your house? If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234 You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234 This program is an outreach ministry of friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina As well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you To contact us or to contribute to this ministry Go to establishedinthefaith.com Click on the Donate tab It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal You can also mail us at Established in the Faith P.O. Box 601 Bailey, North Carolina 27807 We look forward to hearing from you And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.